If you're looking to save some money on your wireless plan, take a look at Visible Wireless. They're a transparent wireless carrier with nothing to hide. If you haven't heard of Visible, well, now you have. They're the wireless carrier that's making wireless visible. It's in the name. Switch to Visible where you can get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just 25 bucks a month, taxes and fees included. One-line wireless, just 25 bucks a month with taxes and fees included. That's unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. Switch now at Visible.com. You shouldn't judge a book by its cover, but you can judge a company by its name. Like Visible, the wireless company making wireless visible. Monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Coming up on Podcast Unlocked, episode 392, Sea of Thieves hits its one-year anniversary and gets a big update. We'll talk about how that is playing. Some big Ghost Recon news incoming, along with uh, that of another popular military shooter franchise. Plus, the developer of Rocket League finds a new home. They've been purchased by one of the bigger fish in the sea. Uh, Cross-platform news for Master Chief Collection. A little uh, post-mortem on Scalebound, and a lot more coming up on this week's Podcast Unlocked. Podcast Unlocked. What's happening, friends? Welcome to Unlock 392. I'm Ryan McCaffrey, joined by Miranda Sanchez. Hello, I'm finally back. You're back. It feels like a forever and a day since I've been on the show. How was Japan? It was delightful. Yeah, the, from so the tweets busy. alone, I could tell you were, you were living your life properly. Yeah, absolutely. I was having a great time. Um, again, super, super busy. A lot of stuff to kind of produce from that trip, so very excited about Good stuff. Mark Medina joined yeah. us today. It's my first time since it went audio. And I haven't heard that music in years. That's very weird. Yeah, a lot of the. I didn't, I didn't know you went back and did all the old. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, now that stuff. it's an audio first thing again. Yeah, we gotta you know gotta make it an audio first experience. No, that's very very interesting. I'm glad to be back. Hi, and you got those... to see Detective Pikachu, right? I did. Oh yeah, that's awesome. I, I want to. I want. I, my daughter is dying to go, yeah. so I'm very glad to hear that. It'll that I'll have fun too. We we got tickets for Thursday, so yes. we're gonna go check it out. Yeah, now it's not just me saying that's great. So it's it <laughs> obviously people are like, "Murder, you're just biased because you love Pikachu." And I'm like, "Hey, I'm probably the most critical of Pikachu, right? Because I love it so much. That's like, like that's like us with Halo. Yeah, where we I'm sit not here or we finally <laughs> say I love something just because it's cute or because I like something involved with it. Like that's that's a little goofy. Mm. No, I'm so much more critical of it, and that's why when I went to that theater, I was like. Wow, I hope this is good. And thankfully, it was very, very good. So oh, I love hearing that. Yeah, I think good you'll stuff. Enjoy it. Uh, Mark, so yes. Destin is lazy and oh, yeah. has his, uh, he's allowing mere illness to I'm keep him sh- from being here today. Oh, I'm, I'm sick and I don't want to get everyone Wah. else sick. And I was up all night. <laughs> Baby. <laughs> now we wish Destin well. Uh, we'll talk to him maybe next week. Get his, he actually got to go to the Borderlands 3. Yeah. 
event and played a ton of it. He streamed a lot mm-hmm. of it on IGN. There's so many gameplay videos broken out from that. If you go to IGN's YouTube, check those out. Or the, just the Borderlands 3 page on IGN.com. You can find them all there as well. Yeah, I got to cover it from home base, and it looks amazing. And I, I Mitchell Saltzman also went, and I talked with him a ton, and he's like, it's really good. So I'm excited. To Glad play. to hear that. Well, Mark, you did play another game that the Xbox yeah. audience cares a lot about. So uh, we've talked so much over the years, years now, about mm-hmm. Sea of Thieves. Yeah. But, you know, we, we honestly haven't talked a lot about it in the past six, eight months or so. Yeah. And to Rare's credit, they have continued with mm-hmm. content update after content update, building uh, on on the skeleton of that game, pardon mm-hmm. the pirate <laughs> analogy there, but kind of fitting in this case, really. But to the point now where they're at their one-year anniversary. Yep. And they put out a big anniversary update that includes mm-hmm. a whole, uh, not only a, a PvP mode. The, yep. uh, the but, arena. Yeah, the arena, yeah. but also a, a, an entire multi-tiered, multi-step single-player, well, you single-player or co-op campaign, like a yeah. whole quest Yep. S- series of quests, and you spent some time with it. I want to. I want to hear from, yeah. about that. See, from you. Sea of Thieves is this weird. It's I. I have a soft spot for games like this. I, I go back to No Man's Sky a lot too. Games that didn't have a lot of content, but then it's like so. Then they just do all these free updates, and every so often I'm like, I'm just gonna go back in and Sea of Thieves. I love playing it on PC, and it's one of those Game Pass games. It's I think. It's, I think it's all their first party. Yeah, play so, anywhere. So if you have Game Pass, yeah. you you get to play it on PC, and. Uh, so we were just like, let's just jump back in. Let's just see what's new. And so, yeah, there's the arena. There's the 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 campaign. But then there's, like, a bunch of little stif- stuff. There's fishing. There's cooking. Nice. There's hunting animals. Uh, I don't know when they added the Megalodon, but the Megalodon's in there now. And yeah, the big shark. That's, that's terrifying. <laughs> uh, and then there's just other stuff, like your ship can get damaged in new ways. Um, like, they can break the mast off, and, and that's stuff you have to fix, and it's harder than just patching holes. Right. Uh, they can hit holes if they if they do like if they hit a hole and they do they do it again it becomes a bigger hole so it's not just like they just added more ways to destroy your ship and then now there's like a three-person ship which i i know that that's not super brand new but it's new to me so like a floop if the two two person <laughs> ship is a sloop like miranda and i were yeah. sailing around in the when the game first came out yeah a floop yeah it, <laughs> i don't know what it's actually called. it's called the See, the brigante or brigantine or something like that yeah um oh. So it's pretty cool. Uh, the campaign's like actually pretty fun because it has you. There's like some uncharted stuff in there, which is kind of weird. Hmm. Like for example, there's a part where like you have boxes? to. It's it's like you go into a room and and you have to light these pillars. And once you light them, you have to turn these giant blocks to match up with stuff that's in your notebook. All mm. while the room is filling with water nice. that you can drown. And so you got to kind of like coordinate with your team, or you can do it by yourself. Oh, cool! So um, good puzzle things. Yeah, there's like puzzle stuff, and um, yeah, it's there's just different ways to like interact with the world. Like before, it was like here's an island, and here's where the treasure is. So then you'd go there and you'd get it, and the, the only thing you had to figure out is what island it is. And now it's like, now it's like, oh, we were we were running away from the the bad boys, and. Uh, we were we were at this island, and then we went east, and then we saw this string of islands. So then we went north, and then and so then you have to read it on the notebook, and then you have to like look at the map and yeah. kind of find your way there. They're like, we found one that looked like a teardrop, and you're like, 
okay? And they're like, then we went south, and that's where we dropped the chest. And so you have to like. I've, I've always loved that about <laughs> Sea of Thieves, where it's it's just there's not a mini map or a breadcrumb tr- breadcrumb trail that literally yeah. takes you there. You have to use the contextual clues to yeah. to figure stuff out. So so it's it's really it's there's a whole bunch of changes, and like the fishing is like the mini game is pretty typical. It's like tire the fish out and then reel it in, but it's something to do when you're just sailing you know like That's you can so just fun, throw like, some fish out you know catch I mean, fish. I, I love those kind of mini games like the, yeah. like fishing and cooking it just adds like a kind of other element to do in between everything else right mm-hmm. but if it's done well it doesn't just feel like it's padding it's just yeah an enjoyable pastime yeah, to yeah. everything else you're already doing it's just well, you, an, you an extra just, layer on the experience yeah it's like yeah. oh you're gonna go do this thing well i'm gonna cook up some stuff while you do that and just it's like a nice solo thing that you can do can you yeah. kind of cook anywhere or you can cook in your ship. There's a, at the bottom. There's like a, a stove there. Cute. But then you can cook on like at the outpost. There's like a pot on cool. fire or whatever, and you just drop. It. You can cook your bananas. You can't grill up on nice. the deck out Not in the, on the, the open seas. Not on the deck. Feel the salty but sea you can, air. You can fish Don't and and <laughs> we kept almost running into stuff because we would just you know we're all just like concentrating on fishing, and then it's like <laughs> someone's like guys. We're going straight for an island, and it's like, who's who's gonna give up? Who's gonna stop fishing to fix the ship? Because we're about to die. You're gonna sink, yeah. <laughs> and so somebody would have to pull their line in and go and move the ship. But it, 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 it's like, oh man, this this place is this thing is like really far away. And then you start fishing, and you're just talking, and, just, and next thing you know, you're there. Yeah, it's just like those nice little mundane things to do in between stuff that I think I really appreciate because I think yeah. they're often overlooked in games. Yes. Um, one of my favorite game moments, weirdly, is from Gravity Rush. Too, and you can go wait in line to buy a crepe. Like you have to wait in line, <laughs> oh, and yeah. it seems very dumb. That. If you're like, "Why would you like that?" But I think that's just something that really immerses you in that yeah. world. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, obviously, like you're flying around and like shooting things with your gravity powers, and it's so cool. But then, like, kind of taking a moment to do something like that right. just really settles like, you if, in that. If game you had to so do that. Much. Everywhere for everything in the game, it wouldn't Mm -hmm. be fun. But it's like a as like a one off, you know, certain just calming, complimentary activity. It works. You also get to deliver newspapers in that game. Yeah, using your gravity (laughs) powers. That game's great. Um, So, but back to see at these, like that's why I'm kind of excited to see them add these other kind of tasks, and that may seem like just filler content, but I think it's actually really genuine. Yeah, well, it helps because you can take yeah. the fish and you can turn it in. There's a new faction called the Hunter's Call, mm-hmm. and you can turn them in there and get faction points, which gives you cosmetics. Or you can eat the fish because it gives you more health than, like, let's say a banana. Were right. So if you were gonna go, you know, take on some enemies or whatever, uh, you could fish along the way because now you're getting better healing items. Does nice. cooked awesome. food like do obviously probably better healing as well? Yeah, yeah, food? yeah, yeah. Can you like make different kinds of food? No, it it's just more like just like a cooked version of the thing that you have. Yeah, just okay. like whatever's in your hand, That's you can cool. put it in there. Cool. I, I I would imagine because it's like a whole inventory system now. It used to just be the like radial wheel, mm-hmm. and you can like you go up to a barrel and you just like click 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 click. Yeah, and you pick it up. Now when you you actually have an inventory where you push tab or I don't know it'd be on Xbox, but um, and it shows you everything in your inventory. When you go up to a barrel, it shows its inventory, and you can drag stuff. Nice. Over so it's it's they're definitely like improving the UI to to make even more future updates is is it's what it looks I like. I love it. Miranda, we gotta get back in there at we some do. point. Our gotta, soup adventures continue. Yes, we gotta make a find a time. Gotta go find more stories yeah. <laughs> to get lost in. <laughs> well, you that can was do the so quest. great though. And, yeah. The quests only take like a few hours. There's like nine of them. Oh dang. And what's cool, cool is after you do them, you can do them again and they'll be different. Like, hmm. nice. like the whole like 
go to this island and then we went here and we went there, that'll be a little different next time. Yeah. Because I've done it three times and it was different every it's time. Randomized. All right. We're going we're gonna to find a time. Yeah, absolutely. We're going to find a day and a time. Probably like maybe a you know Saturday night when there's just nothing else going on and we'll do it. I'm ready. We'll get out there. Also, the game's still gorgeous. That's true. That is Amazing that has not changed at all. Uh, real quick, just want to plug... Dennis Dyack is uh, my IGN Unfiltered guest this month, if you want to check that out. I'm not going to append it to the end of this episode. I'll let people uh, go out and seek it if they want. Last, Just consider last month was like the, the free trial. <laughs> now, you can t- now you can get a free oh, subscription. You. Still costs you nothing. Uh, so, Dennis, you may know him. He was the uh, lead driving force behind Two Human, the would-have-been trilogy for the Xbox 360 that was derailed for uh, a number of reasons, Chief among them, the lawsuit regarding the Unreal Engine, Silicon Knights, the developers sued Epic Games, the makers of the Unreal Engine, and Dennis addresses that for the first time publicly. Uh, he also made my what is my personal favorite GameCube game ever, Eternal Darkness. Eternal Darkness, mm-hmm. what a great... What a so great. we talk a lot about that. He also got to work with Kojima. Uh, Silicon Knights did Metal Gear Solid Twin Snakes, mm-hmm. the GameCube remake of the original... Metal Gear, so a lot of interesting ground to cover with Dennis. If you want to hear from an interesting game developer, you can do that on IGN Unfiltered, which you can find on YouTube, on IGN, or your favorite podcast service. All right, let's do some news right after this. All right, Ghost Recon. News for that is incoming. Ubisoft officially announcing that a Ghost Recon world premiere event is coming on May 9th at 11.30 a.m. Pacific. I wonder what that could be. (laughs) Me too. (laughs) A world premiere event that's probably going to be a new game. And if you do the math on it, it kind of works. It's been a little over two years since Wildlands. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I doubt they would do a world premiere event for a uh, content update, considering that, I mean, if you look at Probably their biggest, coolest content update was the Michael Ironside Splinter Cell. Mm -hmm. uh, Michael Ironside back voicing Sam Fisher. They did that Splinter Cell mission. They didn't do a world premiere live stream for that. So Mm. it tells me that this is probably a new Ghost Recon game. Sure. Uh, And if it is, well, we'll be watching, and we encourage you to watch on IGN as well. Um, I will say I saw some reactions to this on my Twitter feed that expressed some disappointment, speaking of Splinter Cell, that a Ghost Recon announcement probably means that Splinter Cell won't also be announced anytime soon, that they probably wouldn't both be out, you know, developed and releasing around the same time, which maybe not a perfect thing. It's not necessarily the case, but it's probably a reasonable assumption that they're not going to stack Splinter Cell and Ghost Recon Mm -hmm. on top of each other in the the release calendar. Mm -hmm. But... um, I'd look at that as good news because Splinter Cell's my favorite Tom Clancy brand. Mm-hmm. And if Ghost Recon com- uh, being coming around now means, if in fact that does mean that no Splinter Cell is imminent, mm-hmm. well, that just means that Splinter Cell's going to be a next-gen game whenever it does come yeah, around. Could be. And I would much rather have, at this, at this point, after yeah. waiting this long, mm-hmm. give, me, give me Splinter Cell on a new console. That's definitely the weird and very exciting thing of knowing that anything is that's not coming out right now is probably going to be next gen. Yes. And that's, like we don't know what that looks like yet. And that's super exciting. It's like they're going to be so pretty and shiny yeah. and hopefully powerful. 
we don't know yet. Yeah, it's an exciting time right now. It's very, it's very strange. Um, Like, yeah, looking at like what's coming out this year and thinking that this is possibly, probably, you know, PS4 and Xbox One's last like fall full year as as far. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, fall. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. Yeah, big fall release. Like, obviously, any game that's going to come out on. Scarlet or or PS5 next year's most definitely still going to come out for Xbox One almost assuredly. Yeah. But it's like in the industry we live live in, you know, we'll all be covering mm-hmm. these next gen consoles. I'm just excited we because them. <laughs> I I yeah I the only console hardware I've been here for is Switch, so that was brand new, so that mm-hmm. was cool, and then uh, PS4 Pro and Xbox One X. So I haven't got to work. The f- you haven't brand gotten the new. full experience I haven't got yet. The, hey. I'm- Xbox Scarlet, PlayStation 5. Yeah, right there with you. you. I remember when uh, everyone ordered their PS4s, like pre-ordered them and had them delivered here, and you guys had like that mass unboxing. Yeah, we did. I'm sure yeah. it was for that. We'd, and I think uh, we did one for Xbox, for Xbox as, as well. well. Yeah. yeah, I remember watching those and be like, wow, I got mine too, guys. We, we were going <laughs> to try to do that for Switch yeah. because so many people got Switches. And then Amazon messed up, and most people <laughs> in the office didn't get their Switch until like the next Monday. And then by then, everyone was just like, yeah, I already got, I got my, <laughs> yeah. my like everyone had already opened theirs. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, like, uh, you know, so Splinter Cell would probably be in that next gen bucket. I mean, Halo Infinite, uh, you know, as we've talked about is even though Microsoft won't say it yet, that's going to be the you flag. Don't, you don't think Infinite's this year? No, no, not. <laughs> I'm just so excited. I want Halo. Uh, it, yeah. I would be shocked. Like they have well, said they're going the to do, do Gears this year. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which I'm also so very excited. For. They're not gonna. They're not gonna <laughs> release Gears and Halo. And, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and the in the last year of the of the of this platform when yeah. when they when Microsoft is their whole strategy has been ready. You know. Yeah. M- make the most of what's left of this generation, yeah, yeah, yeah. but they're really their sights are set on the next one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. That's yeah. actually kind of why I've been holding off on getting an Elite controller because I've really wanted one for so long. I was just like, should I? And I was like, no. I mean, just it, wait. it'll almost just certainly wait. be compatible with Scarlet, but you're right. Maybe there'll be a new version of yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. And I've heard rumors like always, oh, it's like, no, just wait, there's going to be another one. And I was like, but <laughs> is there? There hasn't <laughs> been yet. I hope it's compatible. Yeah. I just got the Phantom White Xbox. It will be. There, yeah. There's no way they'll they'll toss. With, mm-hmm. with how they're building the ecosystem and yeah. all the games are compatible you know the, all the old games compatible on the new stuff there's that's, no way they're going to leave all yeah. the accessories behind like that's, that that's another reason i'm very excited for this console generation is like it seems like it seems like when when ps4 and xbox one came out it was like okay ps3 and xbox 360 are old news here's the new stuff where it, it kind of feels like with ps5 and scarlet the news that we've gotten so far is that they're just an upgrade, and they're going to have their own games. They're not like Xbox One X or PS4 Pro, but they're also thinking about what's happening now. And they're like, hey, the games you're buying are still going to work, and that's very exciting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we'll see. I mean, if, in fact, this is a new Ghost Recon, as it sure seems to be, what what excites me about it is not only, I mean, hey, I do love Ghost Recon. It's uh, it's always been a favorite of uh, one of my favorite Clancy franchises, I guess if I were, it would probably be my second favorite behind Splinter Cell. I've always been a big Ghost. I, you know, Ghost Recon and, and Rainbow Six kind of started as like two sides of the same coin. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like Rainbow Six used to be the indoor, like tactical close quarters game, and Ghost right. Recon was like the same thing, but in a big outdoor, like giant 
forest like, map kind of thing. Kids. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. <laughs> and they've they've definitely taken divergent paths since then. And and that's actually that very reason is why I I am looking forward to a new Ghost Recon because I went back and looked at the history of Ghost Recon and they've never just like repeated the same thing over and over with that mm-hmm. game like. The original Ghost Recon, even Ghost Recon 2 was fairly different than 1 because they went third person with it. The original Ghost Recon was first person. So they they for 2, they made it third person. And yeah, there were some expansion packs on the original Xbox. But then, then you had Ghost Recon Advanced Warfighter Graw. early on. Yeah, Graw, early on in the 360 life cycle. That was a very different game than Ghost Recon 1 or 2. And then, yes, there was a Graw 2, like a year later. But then after that, there was a long break until Future Soldier for 360, which uh, was a very different game than any of the ones before it. Uh, and now here we are. So, or, mm-hmm. well, up then, and then Wildlands. Yeah. Wildlands was fairly different than Future Soldier. And mm-hmm. now, and that brings us to today. So Ghost Recon's always kind of done its own thing. And I like that, that they're, they're not just samey sequels. So I'll be curious what the deal is with the new one. I, I will admit I've never played a Ghost Recon game. I love Ubisoft. You're missing games. out. They're good. Yeah, I love Ubisoft games. Just it, the Tom Clancy ones never seem to grab me. No, like I it's, play a little you know, bit of fair. Division. Yeah, because it's probably like the least Tom Clancy of the Tom Clancy game. <laughs> but like I've never like I love Assassin's Creed and Watch Dogs and but like yeah, it's I never played Siege, never played any Ghost Recons, never any none of the Splinter Cells. Mm-hmm. Wow, I guess. Uh, well, it's been fun having you on the show, Mark. The door is right there. <laughs> See you guys. Wait, but we're about to talk about Call of Duty soon. We are. I guess we should keep you I around. Want to stay for that. for that? Yeah. So speaking of new announcements in existing military shooter franchises. It is about the time of year where, where we should have a you know, NBA playoffs is typically when they do a big. <laughs> I'm serious. No, they yeah, usually it did, yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's a line of sports. Mm-hmm. Very, it, well, and smartly. Hey, yeah, it's, it's worked. It's worked very well for them. Uh, I believe. La- yeah, it was last year. James Harden of the Houston Rockets was spotted wearing a Black Ops Four logo hat. Yep. Mm. Uh, before, prior to the announcement of Black Ops Four. Uh, which they made a big circus event out of. I was there yeah. for, mm-hmm. as part of uh, E3 Judges Week. Well, and something happened already this year where it was like some sort of sports, sports event. I forget which which sportsmen yeah, did it. The, the sports guys. Sports. And, and something, they, they were playing the game and a video leaked out of it. And they say They have like this Call hashtag Duty. going on for like yeah. this. Yeah, but there was stuff already obviously mentioning. Mm-hmm. The next Call of Duty is coming. We're like, yeah. But it's like you can we you know. can hear them say the words kill streak, which that's nothing new. Yeah. And then somebody says that if you they like slowed it way down and like up the sound, you can hear them say Modern Warfare Four. Um, well, that's a lot of speculation. I it is, I listened to it and I didn't hear Modern Warfare Four. Yeah. But then, but at the same knows? time, I mean, that's what are they going to do, right? So this this is it's Infinity Ward's turn. Yep. On the mm-hmm. they got the three development teams mm-hmm. you know, that's been in place for a while now. Do you go to Infinite Warfare 2? I would argue probably not. Like, the campaign was received reasonably well, but it seemed like just interest in that game died off very quickly. That and Infinite Warfare, if you are going to go off of that, their campaign, I mean, it ended. Like yeah, it yeah. I think it's had an ending. Right. That like you're I you're don't, done with that universe. Like we can move on. Yeah, yeah. and and there none of those characters would be in Infinite Warfare Two. They're sure as hell not going back to Call of Duty Ghosts, which Whoa. was yeah. the. Uh, <laughs> no. They're gonna bring the dog what back. The, the worst, Riley. Riley, no, the single worst 
campaign in the Call of Duty franchise. Do you guys, guys want to know a secret? Yeah. That was the first campaign for Call of Duty I ever played. Oh, <laughs> oh no. Sorry. Oh, so, no. So in, uh, growing up in like middle school and high school, when I played Call of Duty, I would n- never touch the campaigns. Which oh, is you like, were missing crafty. out back then. I know. Then. Yeah. yeah, I know. And like, I've I mean, gone back and like, tried to like that, kind of research them and play as much as I can since then. Um, but... I was one of those people who went straight to multiplayer. Like I did not care about the yeah. campaigns because mm-hmm. like I wanted to, I wanted to start, you know, just grinding and like getting familiar with weapons and getting yeah. maps and like being super competitive. So like campaign didn't really hold a lot of interest to me until now. But mm-hmm. Yeah, it's funny. I this was a, I've I've, <laughs> like, I've told this story before, but I I knew like 15 minutes in to the ghost campaign terrible. that it was going to be bad cuz I had played I'd played every single Call of Duty campaign <laughs> oh, up nice. to that point. And so I sat down like with Ghost. I was like, okay, I'm, I'm gonna play this because it's, yeah. and I, yeah, in the first fifteen, I could tell like this is not this is not going well. And then I got after I, I suffered through like an hour or two of it, and I was like, I was gonna finish it as a matter of like pride, really, for, like for completion because I finished every campaign. And yeah. Then I finally I was like, I had, I had to convince myself why no why yeah. should why am I doing this. So I, I've, I let it go. Do you still play them? Uh, the campaign? There, well, has well, there the been one? one? Like, yeah, yeah, we're ghosts. So what well, was after I, I, Okay, ghosts. yeah. Well, Black I, Ops 3. Well, this was nice. Black Ops 3 did not have a campaign. Not it, a, the, no, it, it had levels. Black Ops 3? Yeah, it had like missions. I don't remember. It was not a full campaign arc. Okay. And I didn't play it. And then Infinite uh, Warfare. Infinite Warfare, I played... About same thing, like two hours of, okay. and I didn't hate it like I hated ghosts, mm-hmm. but I, I just it didn't hold my interest to continue it. And then World War Two, that I finished. World War Two was pretty good. It was pretty good. I, really I wanted, I wanted to see them do more. Spoil, there's no spoiler embargo at this point. You guys need to have played the game by now. It's two years old. <laughs> I, I, I wish they'd have, they'd have done more with the concentration camp stuff. It was sort of right. Sorta, right. You kind of almost literally rush through it at the end, like they, mm-hmm. and I get that that's a very difficult issue to, touchy, to try yeah. and. But the, it, the game, I feel like the game. Well, it's missed not an even really gameplay. It's it's actually more like just like a walking. Yeah, game. and it, right. I thought they kind of missed an opportunity to say something yeah. there to, yeah. to, to really you know have a to, to give a you know, tell felt, a story through that. I kind of felt like that about that the whole campaign is World War Two is is. There's so many stories there, but they got to do the Call of Duty, right? You know, action. There's a the big train sequence. There's the big bell tower sequence. Right. So yeah. It's very Call of Duty fied. It also <laughs> just feels limited because it is Call of Duty, and like mm-hmm. they don't want to take too much time with the campaign. Like it's it's obviously they want to do it right, but they don't want you there too long. Yeah, like that's sure. what it always feels like. With I, me. It's like I we want to keep it limited to like maybe eight hours or so. I did enjoy World War II's campaign overall, yeah. though. Like, yeah, it, I, I would say the campaign for me is probably a seven something. Like, I would say it's good. It was good. Oh, World War II had the really cool like stealth mission, and oh, yeah, that that, that was, part was oh, yeah. really cool. Yeah, yeah there was some that. there was some really good stuff. stuff. Yeah, there, there sure. was some like really great highlights with its vignettes. Well, it's not a characters. stealth. It's a, it's a like an infiltration. In right. Your, yeah, that was super cool. Yeah, where you had to like present your papers and yeah, yeah, and they would like ask you questions and yes. you had to like memorize your thing mm-hmm. yeah, that was pretty cool yeah that was that was very good and the black ops 4 no campaign at all so i'm right. kind of i'm Zero. kind of ready for uh for a good call of duty campaign i think this one's gonna have one you think it's gonna be good oh i don't know <laughs> if it's gonna be good <laughs> I mean, well that, i'm ready for a good one i don't know I and feel... i think this one's going to have a well, campaign and i i think there's there's you have good reason to believe that because again infinity ward now they had made those uh 
those highly publicized naughty dog hires. Yeah, Taylor right. Kurosaki that, right. and that, someone else. That, that did work on Infinite Warfare and yeah. now have been there. If they weren't there for the full development cycle last time, they have been this time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think you're right. Is their, their, their strength would seem to lie in... Narrative. Right. Why would yeah. they? Why would they keep Maybe. these talents on? Right. Why would those talents stay on if there was if they weren't going to go campaign? Right. Yeah. And for sure. so yeah, we'll see if it, so. It's it's probably either going to be something new, a new sub brand, mm-hmm. you know, not Ghosts, not Infinite Warfare, or maybe this is going to be Modern Warfare Four. I kind of would rather see them do something new. I, I definitely would. Like I, I'm very curious to see what they do this year. Since last year, obviously no campaign, um, but also they had the battle royale, like blackout. Is that still just kind of going to be its own thing, or is there going to be any cl- cross collaboration? It's a big like, question. Supporting blackout. Um, yeah. How many people are going to stay on to Black Ops Four if there's no battle royale? Right. In the right, new game, the way battle royale works is just so different from like right. other kinds of shooters, and. It's like, how do they integrate that with the new release of Call of Duty? Do they even care? Um, what And also, like, what sort of new modes are they going to bring, mm-hmm. you know? Do you think regardless of whatever in f- this year's Call of Duty game is, mm-hmm. do you think it will at the very least ship with Blackout that, that currently exists so just as, like, to get it to more people and to make sure it continues to be supported and, and I think put that out would there? be very interesting if they did that. I think it could be actually rather cool to see them support it like that across different yeah. studios and across games even. Um, but then it's like, I kind of don't believe in them anymore. doing that though. I yeah, kind of don't see them wanting to do that just what because if, they keep everything so different. And I think that's actually a thing that stunts Call of Duty as a eSport mm-hmm. actually because of these annual releases and like changes it up always. You're right. I mean, um, and, and that's why they, they have to adapt. They have no yeah. choice but to adapt. So yeah, I wonder if, well, because it brings up the question, who who then works on Blackout? Treyarch. Is it still Treyarch? Treyarch. Yeah. yeah they but then that's going it. to that's going to hinder, you know, they're not up next year. Next year will be Sledgehammer. Mm-hmm. But then, right. So then Treyarch is two years away from their next thing. Right. But if they're still, like, it's kind of but this if weird that's a thing. a different team splintered off. Right. It's, a, yeah, yeah. it's basically like a, it's a support team, effectively. Like they would have point. to do that. Because this is just, this is the first time where it's like. But that's that's what you need to do to support a Battle yeah. Royale. You have to have. Is you have to keep it going. And they and mm-hmm. they have been. Like, the new, the Blackout, the, there was just a map <laughs> change, like, a week ago, um, where they flooded the map. It's super awesome. I Stop playing it. Uh, they brought Alcatraz. They're always bringing. They brought in this like bounty hunter mode. So it's like they care about Blackout, and I think the community cares about Blackout. But this is the first time where it's like a new Call of Duty has come out where people are not super down to just jump to the new thing if right. they don't have a replacement for Blackout. Right, and I, I don't know. I'm always just curious to see like how that changes too with like the announcements of like what what will they have next. Um, so a lot of people actually reached out to me about. World War Two, weirdly enough, and mm-hmm. about its multiplayer, but like, hey, why are these modes disappearing? Like, why is this thing like splintering? Like, why are they reducing these things? It's like because the player base is leaving. Mm-hmm. If they don't have enough people in this game to populate all their servers or like all these different game modes, yeah. they can't offer all of them because mm-hmm. you'll never find a game. And so they'll start consolidating them. And like, you know, like we talked about a while ago about like Call of Duty kind of gets weird after a while. Yeah. Like they add like fun, weird modes yep. because it's it's time to like let loose and, just well, and they just did that for Black Ops 4 they just yeah. added prop hunt yeah, which was so, a World War 2 mode and it's like 
now that prop hunts in Black Ops 4, you kind of see that it's, it's like, like okay. the signs of death. <laughs> uh, <laughs> All but, we need is gesture mode, and then that's yeah, it. We're but, out. <laughs> but that's the thing with Call of Duty, right? Is like fans get very attached to these, or like the certain people who really do get attached to one game is like, this is my Call of Duty. This is the one that I love and the one I mm-hmm. want to like keep with. Um, but the rest of the Call of Duty group just moves on to the next one and that's the thing with blackout is like do they keep that with the next one which i think would be I mean, way smarter I, that it, would be the right play i would assume so, you so can keep that supported i just looked something up to te- to make sure my own memory was correct and thankfully it was mm-hmm. if this is call of duty modern warfare 4 mm-hmm. i wonder if the strategy will be infinity ward focuses on modern warfare 4 and they they try to make uh make a, an excellent Call of Duty campaign again. Mm-hmm. Blackout is is just included and continues to be supported. Mm-hmm. Maybe there's some other multiplayer stuff, but what if this what if the, the to fill out the package it's 2019, mm-hmm. which puts this the 10th anniversary of Modern Warfare 2. Yeah. Maybe there's a remaster They've already remastered Modern Warfare One. Maybe Raven remasters Modern Warfare Two, and they include that. Well, that's kind in of the been Modern a Warfare thing, like, Exa- and that's what I'm saying. Yeah. So, so I wonder if that's <laughs> if that's the approach for you know it's Infinity War doing the the can't the COD Four uh, or Modern Warfare Four campaign, Raven in there with a, a Modern Warfare Two remaster, mm-hmm. whether they. Lock that off to eighty dollar, hundred dollar special editions is is another matter, but moot for this conversation. And then on the multiplayer side, maybe they have some general multiplayer stuff, but Blackout is is it's like the meat. Is of it. The they're, meat they're of always it. gonna yeah, they're always gonna have their their you know, yeah we'll multiplayer see. suite yeah yeah Blackout oh, it's so weird it's very it's interesting a strange thing to consider going forward just yeah. if, if they want to stay in that game they have to support it beyond just one game yeah they yeah. have to keep pushing it um, so. Yeah, we'll definitely see. I don't know. Infinity Ward's probably my least of the favorite of the three Call of Duty studios since that that group splintered off. Well, yes, yeah, since, so. since they all left and became respawn. So yeah, I'm, I'm still kind of waiting for them to find that spark of like what really works for them. You're right. I mean, and that's yeah. fair. And it's and not that you know they, they've had Warfare was really good, but their zombies was really good in Infinite Warfare. Yeah, and they still have the same zombies team. Right. Sledgehammer will be interesting next year too because they've had a lot of studio yeah, changes. Yeah, uh, Glenn yeah. and. Condry, the two yep. studio heads are out, and you know I don't know if those are the public ones. I don't know if they right. took anybody with them. But it's like they're right. the ones that like left Visceral, made Sledgehammer, right? Tried to make the Call of Duty MMO or whatever you want to call it, Call of Duty World, made Advanced Warfare, which kind of like reignited people's love for Call of Duty, and then made World War Two. And I mean, we'll see. Yeah, it's, it's a lot of weird. Yeah, I really a lot of weird man, stuff going on. I really like their zombies. That's so fun. Which one? World War Two. I like just like that spooky. horror aspect. It's like, yeah, I, I get why people like the goofy stuff. Yeah, and it's probably easier for me because I don't like scary things, but I actually like the scary mm-hmm. one more. So it's like it was like a total creepy, gothy gore. And yeah, it was a total palette change because yeah. it was like yeah. zombies in Spaceland, and now we're back in the fifties yeah. and a TV show, and then it was like <laughs> now we're not messing around. It's like creepy oh, London streets and scary zombies. That was yeah. fun. Well, we'll find out soon. I never even got to the point of that story, which is hilarious. We just went off on that huge Call of Duty tangent. Uh. During last week's Activision financial call, uh, which discussed the results of the company's Q1 2019, it was confirmed that the next Call of Duty would be revealed later on in 2019's second quarter. So, in other words, 
by this June, month or next month. June, yeah, this month or next month by the end of the end of June, which probably means E three, if not sooner. The because thing is, is, they always do May because they don't they announce have. Call of Duty usually at E3. Correct. They announce it before right. on their own event. So it could be any time now. But what's going to be weird... Yeah, exactly. Um, but what's going to be weird is e, uh, Call of Duty has a PlayStation alignment. Right. And there's no PlayStation show. So Correct. do you have a talk schedule for E3 Coliseum already? Oh, okay. okay. I believe it is Infinity War. And they're just going to be like, we're going to talk about the history of Call of Duty, which means we're going to talk about the new Call of Duty. Um, yep. So, <laughs> yep. you know, we'll see. All so they, they, they carved out a space they for themselves. They do have something there. Cool. All right. Uh, Rocket League, developed by Psyonix. That's the name of the mm. studio behind that game. They've been bought by Epic. Epic snapping them up. Psionics saying, quote, Rocket League uh, always has been and always will be a community-driven game, and now that we've joined forces with Epic, we'll be able to serve our community in even bigger and better ways. As for those changes, uh, in the short term, Psionics claims that nothing will change at all, and in the future, it plans on bringing Rocket League to the Epic Game Store and will grow the game in ways it couldn't do before. So uh, this is a just a great little story of a little developer that totally just Hit the big time. Rocket League is such a weird story. Started as a game that like didn't work, but it was free on PlayStation Plus the second it came out, and then just to see where they are now. Yeah, it's very cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is great to see. So just a just a quick quick word of congrats on there. And if and I think the it, 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 there's going to be no effect on Xbox players in the near term. The only the concern from the community, the momentary concern was. For on PC side, that if they, they would yank it from Steam, Steam yeah. but they have said that they will. That is not going to happen. Which so. is a great call. Which is which is uh, what Microsoft did. Uh, a lot of people were afraid of like Minecraft. Mm-hmm. And they were like, no, Minecraft's still everywhere. Yep, they it's, have, it's got put on Switch after they had acquired it and everything. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's the answer. Uh, let's see. Let me skip. I'm running out of time here a little bit, but. Uh, well, yeah, real quick. Master Chief Collection. It is on its way to PC, Mark. It sure is. Are you going to play it on there? Yes. A little 4K hot Master Chief Collection action? No. I don't I, think, I don't 4K game on PC. I think I'm but I will play it. On PC as well. Yeah. I think so. It's but enjoy It will way. feel differently. I I mean, I played uh, a lot of Halo 1 PC, mm-hmm. which Gearbox did, who uh, we were talking about at the yeah. top of the show. They did that way back in the day. That was an okay port. It was no, it was good, well done, and the, the new maps that they added were really good. But yeah. yeah, like it, you know, it's it's a little weird at first playing a Halo game with a mouse and keyboard. Feels mm-hmm. like blasphemy. I'm a little, a little bit, a little worried. It's, it's a little definitely bit, an Xbox game. <laughs> yeah, you get you get used to it. So yeah, I have no doubt that uh, MCC will play well on the PC. But uh, they are getting there's going to be cross platform progression. Mm-hmm. So if you're playing it on Xbox, or if, maybe you just want to pick up the PC version and you've got saves in the middle of all four of the campaigns are actually six of the campaigns and, now and multiplayer yeah, yeah you can yes you can just uh pick up right where you left off essentially if you have PC. game pass you're you know you're just getting the game for free that's like, true just be over there so yeah this comes via wccf tech uh brian gerard who's the community director at 343 shout out to brian brian was uh the internal basically kind of pr guy at Bungie back in the OG Halo days, and now he's back on Halo, but with three with three four three. Yeah, he took a question from Twitter, uh, and he said, uh, "In terms of playing cross playing together cross platform, that's currently not planned for launch, 
but it's something the team is accounting for and will reevaluate over time. But he did say that progression, unlock, stats, etc., will carry over yeah. between Perfect. PC and console. So. I, I could see it happening. So Sea of Thieves has straight up just crossplay, mouse, yeah. keyboard, doesn't matter. And while that game's not super competitive, like Halo, it is kind of funny that like on, when I play on PC, I, I do get to kind of wreck some people because you can tell they're playing on controller. <laughs> yeah. Um, now, Sea of Thieves on Xbox, because uh, Amanda played, my wife plays on Xbox, has new mouse and keyboard options. Oh, so right. you can plug a mouse and keyboard oh, into your Xbox and yeah. play Sea of Thieves. So I'm wondering, they said that it was going to be up to the developers. So if they go back and add mouse and keyboard support and make mouse and keyboard servers for the Xbox version, then you could totally yeah. see crossplay happen. Absolutely. And At I that point, think they should. Be, be awesome. sure. I, yeah, I think you're totally right. Yeah, and I, I have to say, it's it might be time-willing, which is always the problem, uh, might be about time to re-review the Master Chief Collection. Um, I have, right. I have since, so I reviewed it. Yeah, and it had a lot of problems back then, right? And I have since, I have many times admitted, I, I think I got that score wrong at the time. Mm. That was actually one of the games... It was that and uh, Battlefield 4 at the time, and there was one or two other big ones that actually finally motivated us to sit down, and that's when we changed our review system to allow for reviews in progress Mm -hmm. and re-reviews if, uh, you know... If the game has changed. If if it merits it, and not only the the game and the audience interest merits it at some point down the way. And yeah, I, I... do feel like I got it wrong in the moment. Um, the irony is, even I do still, I feel it probably does merit a re-review. Although the nine I gave it then <laughs> might actually have come back around to eventually be correct now. But mm-hmm. yeah, I think Master Chief Collection and Sea of Thieves yeah, would be the, would be the two definitely need that, that definitely merit a, a re-review from IGN. So we'll try and get that together. Well, I mean, have they added Reach to Master Chief Collection, or is that closer it's to not, the PC launch? Yeah, I don't think it's in yet. But Last ODST's in. ODST, it's, it's, it's been, been in for years. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm very excited for Reach. I love Reach. Yes. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, moving on. Platinum Games. Uh, they, in an interview... The studio head has has expressed, just kind of lamented that Microsoft has taken the quote brunt of the blame for Scalebound's cancellation. This is the studio head of Platinum. His name is Atsushi Inaba. Uh, the interview is with Video Games Chronicle, and I spotted this via True Achievements, that website. So just want to tip the hat there. And uh, Inaba-san says, "Quote: Watching fans getting angry at Microsoft over the cancellation wasn't easy for us to watch." Because the reality is, when any game in development can't get released, it's because both sides failed. I think there are areas where we could have done better, and I'm sure there are areas that Microsoft as a publishing partner wish they could have done better. Because nobody wants a game to be canceled. At the bare minimum, it's unique for us as a title, in so much as we feel that we didn't do all the things that we needed to do as a developer. There were a lot of painful lessons, but that helped us grow as a studio. We obviously can't go into details about it because there are rules of engagement as a developer. We want to make sure that the publisher who gave us a choice to make a game in the first place isn't treated poorly. The truth is, we don't like to see Microsoft take the brunt of the fan ire because game development is hard and both sides learned lessons for sure. So really candid quote there. Uh, and mm-hmm. yeah, it's I mean it's it's nice to see that they've clearly reflected a lot mm-hmm. on on Scalebound and that entire process. Um, 
And yeah, it's true. Microsoft definitely has been thrown under the bus repeatedly. And I'll bet you if Phil Spencer were sitting in here, he would probably say that he preferred it that way, that he he would rather take the brunt of it mm-hmm. rather than deflect blame to platinum. Yeah, That's just not the kind of person that Phil is and the kind of leader he is. Uh, and it's just, you know, the, the, big, the publisher will live to fight another day. Microsoft mm-hmm. will live to fight another day. If you if they were to have thrown platinum under the bus, fairly oh, or not, that would have been not, such a bad look. Yeah, it yeah. would have been a, a bad look, and it it a platinum a, a studio might not might yeah, not live hard. to fight another yeah. day. It, it makes you know? me when I when I read this, it makes me think a lot of like EA, right? Where it was like EA canceled, and we don't really know anything about it, but it's like EA canceled Visceral's game, right? And the the initial gut reaction was, oh, what the hell, EA? Like, yeah. what did you do? And then it's like it kind of trickles out that like no that game was actually in a lot of trouble and so it's kind of like there's two sides to each coin it's yes. not just like ea is a monster because visceral was making this amazing game and it got right. canceled for no reason right that didn't happen we don't know what happened but this kind of sheds a little bit of light on how those decisions are made yeah yeah i mean in the scale bound will always un- unfortunately be part of unequivocally the darkest era in Microsoft first party history. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, the the, the scale bound fable legends, lion head, uh, crackdown era of, of uh, first party game development. But, Oof. you know, the good news is, as we've noted a million times and we'll continue to note over the coming years, the plan now, Microsoft has a, a good plan and they have been executing it step by step by step. And, uh, Gears Five is should hopefully be the first step in the that that the new the new Microsoft <laughs> the new Microsoft actually I guess it's Xbox Studios now not mm-hmm. Microsoft Game Studios anymore but we'll go from Gears Five to Ori and the Will of the Wisps and then on into 2020 and the Scarlet launch after yeah. that so should be some good stuff Miranda you're excited for Gears Five right. Oh yes. <laughs> yeah. I'm like not trying I'm to like, say anything. I'm just like I'm just like I'm very excited. excited for Gears Five. And I so remember excited. I remember me and you played a lot of Gears Four. We we mm-hmm. got to cover that together and Yeah, game. I love covering that. I don't, I'm we got a, a ecstatic. We need a like Oh wait, a, it was a, the trio because you reviewed it. I did. You did wikis, mm-hmm. and I did all the features and gameplay. Yeah. We've we gotta be back for Gears Five. I wanna review it. Bring this in the one. Tri- bring in the trio back. I, I yeah, yeah, I I need to. We need. We need like a co-op replay. I've of been Gears trying to 4. get someone to play co-op with me that again because I don't want to play alone. I played alone the first time, which yeah. is fine. But it's. I love playing co-op so much. It's like trying to get someone to play with me, but nobody would. And it's like, hmm. Well, so and Gears Four was having on the was pre Xbox One X, and the Xbox yeah. One X version runs at like a crisp sixty FPS. Wow. And it's very good. It's very good for sure. It's a yeah. very good game. Gears has always been a. a a console showcase title, that's mm-hmm. for sure. There's no doubt about that. It still is. But yeah, can't wait. I, I thought 4 just, I know you agree with this, Miranda, 4 mm-hmm. just did such a good job of of passing the torch, mm-hmm. not only mm-hmm. developer-wise, yes, yeah. but 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 within the universe to yeah. The, yeah, the, yeah. the new generation of Gears. And yeah, I, I wonder if they'll continue to follow the the Star Wars episode seven eight nine model and like mm. I wonder if they're gonna kill off another <laughs> major <laughs> major one of the old characters yeah, in it's five old time for the new you know what I mean yeah. so I don't know yeah. we'll see I'm gonna be sad but if that happens I, I hope they don't 
I don't know. I love them all so much. It's hard to say. <laughs> you know, I, we'll see. I, the time is right. If this is still a trilogy, so if Gear Six is kind of the end of like the, I wouldn't at all be surprised if if Marcus bites it by the mm-hmm. end of six. Yeah. Like, and then we get some tearful goodbye. I mean, look at the end of three. Like, th- well, not the, just the end. The whole, all of three was filled with some tearful goodbyes. Yeah. So it wouldn't surprise me if if uh, Marcus. He just be- he better not die in five though. I'll be very mad <laughs> at the coalition if he if he bites the dust in five. Don't do it. Come on. Be safe. Yeah. He's got nice. to get back to <laughs> some fierce words to say. It's funny. I watching um, my daughter's seven, and you know, so she watches lots of cartoons from like on net, mostly on Netflix. John DiMaggio voices a lot of mm-hmm. cartoon characters, mm-hmm. like. Because you can hear, you can yeah. hear, like you can hear bits of of uh, of, Marcus. <laughs> of Marcus in That's there, funny. where he'll be like, he'll be talking, to, like, and yeah, you just kind of yeah, just yeah. he just like dips into it for a half second. <laughs> it's like, oh, that's that's John DiMaggio, <laughs> totally. it's Marcus. All right. Uh, we're some of his recent TV shows just to make. Oh, you got to look him up. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, I forgot. He's in Adventure Time. He's in Chowder. That's all. <laughs> Disenchantment. He's really good. He's in the B movie. We got to get him in here. He's got to come in. I'm trying to find like a new kids show that he's on. He has a lot of old ones. Yeah, I couldn't mm-hmm. tell you any of, off the top of my head. He's in the Lego DC Comics Batman, of course. I'll bet his IMDb page is very yeah, long. I'm looking mm-hmm. at the the basic Google one. Futurama's not Batman a thing stuff. that's still going, is it? No, I don't think they should. No, that ended. I wasn't sure. I think. Oh, lots of stuff. Anyway, old just bender. have a fun time. Look at all the incredible things he's done because it's so many. He's done a lot of stuff. It's great. So you know who else does, I've noticed, too, makes, clearly makes a good living and more power to him uh, as, a, as a kid's cartoon voice actor that you don't think of? Patton Oswalt. I mean, he's a great comedian. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, he does, voice, he does a ton of voices. Mm. Does, oh. he's, in, he's in a ton of stuff. He's in Star vs. the Forces of Evil. I heard that's pretty good. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. Uh, Patton Oswalt yeah. is in one of my favorite shows of all time, King of Queens. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wait, All right, um, cartoons. I'm here. <laughs> another uh, another nice scoop for Video Games Chronicle. They've got a quote from uh, Tekken's director Katsuhiro Harada, saying uh, the Tekken Cross Street Fighter. You remember that five no yeah. seven years ago we got Street Fighter Cross Tekken, mm-hmm. and we were supposed to get the other side of that equation, and it ha- it's never come around. And Harada-san saying that it's harder to justify making that game because of Tekken 7's ongoing success as, as basically as a platform. He says, quote, Tekken 7 is very successful as a service game with its DLC. That makes it much harder to justify releasing another game while Tekken 7 is still doing so well. I was excited about Tekken Cross Street Fighter, and I have passion for it, but my logical and business thinking has me wondering... If I should really do it, mm-hmm. Harada said. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think about that game weirdly sometimes because I'll see. I was just in the games library and I saw Street Fighter Cross Tekken, and it does. It, it pops into my head that I'm like, oh yeah, there was supposed to be because that's that's taking the Tekken characters and making them 2D to fit mm-hmm. in Street Fighter's world. So then it was supposed to be Tekken versus Street Fighter, bringing Street Fighter into 3D. Yes, and. Yeah, it's so strange that it just never happened because Capcom's was like, hey, we're doing this thing, and then theirs was out like instantly. Right. 
And then it got developed and it got done. <laughs> yeah. And then it's like eight years, seven years. Eight. Maybe it's just a thing to have in the back pocket for. Yeah. Well, day. Like, and that's oh, time to pull this one out. And that's what to me, like it's Tekken seven. And again, more, more power to them. Good for them. Tekken seven must be doing really well mm. for them to not even want to like they're holding a you have permission to make a Street Fighter game card. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which they've like, kept in their back pocket for seven years. Yep. Like that if you're wondering, well, how well is Tekken 7 doing really? Pretty well, because yep. not a lot of people would would sit on <laughs> the permission Being able to make a street the permission game. to make a Street Fighter game. Yeah. Yeah. So good for them, good stuff. But yeah, if if anybody out there I, I doubt anyone's still even holding out hope for that because I think that ship sailed years ago. But yeah, mm-hmm. I, I doubt at this point, that that's Anything ever coming around. Happen. That's true. Who knows? <laughs> that's true. I again, I think Mortal Kombat versus Street Fighter. That that would be the one that would set the world on fire. Like that would be, that would be the the ultimate. Mm-hmm. But there's not really a lot of incentive, I think, for either one to do that. Yeah, because like Mortal Kombat 11 comes so out. successful, really and well, Street I Fighter mean, has continued. Yeah, I mean, it's it, like Street Fighter's been out. Street Fighter Five has been out for a long time, and then Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite didn't do. Yeah, I mean, if anything, Mortal Kombat, like Nether Realm, is kind of they're the bigger game right, right. now. Like, like for a while, it's more in their, their court. When when four Street Fighter Four came out, mm-hmm. you'd have said it the other way. Like, yeah. oh yeah, Capcom, like Street Fighter is the bigger of the two, so it's like they'd be the one kind of doing. Nether Realm a little bit of a favor. Mm-hmm. Now you'd probably argue it the other way, right? Or if that ever if that ever happened, but yeah, I don't think we're ever going to see uh, uh, Ryu's uh, or Ken or Ryu or any of those characters getting their their uh, rib cages ripped out of their chests. <laughs> I don't I think just, it's ever happening. Capcom is on a roll right now with Resident Evil Two and Devil May Cry Five. So. Yes. I'm interested to see what fighting game they have coming up next. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's see here. Real quick, courtesy of Miranda Sanchez and the IGN Wikis team, just wanted to give a quick status update as we are approximately four weeks. No, Actually, goodness. Yeah. So coming. It's May 7th as we record this. Microsoft's press briefing is June 9th. So there you yeah. go. About I, I fly to go. down on the 7th. So Okay, so, so like, one, to me, one month I'm to go. exactly one month away. Oh, yeah. uh, Miranda, what we have 17 games that are 100% confirmed. Yes. Many more that will obviously will be there and we can safely assume, mm-hmm. but we have 17 locked, loaded, done, yes. confirmed for E3. I thought we'd just kind of give people the update and let them know what those games are. Yeah, absolutely. Do you want me to read the list? Please. Okay. So we have Anthem, Apex Legends, Battlefield 5, Bee Simulator, Borderlands 3, Cyberpunk 2077, Doom Eternal, Dying Light 2, The Fisherman, Fishing Planet, <laughs> yes. Halo Infinite, Paranoia, Happiness is Mandatory, The Rift Breaker, Oh, I need that. Scavengers, The Sinking City, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, Werewolf, The Apocalypse... The Apocalypse, Earthblood, and WRC8. Um, So, yeah, these are the ones that have been either confirmed by the developers, by the E3 main page. I have 
links to most of these, like confirming where I got the source from. Um, but yeah, these are 100% will be at E3 in some sort of form. Yes. Um, you'll notice Anthem, Apex Legends, Battlefield, those are all going to be at EA Play. Um, and some of those are just updates, like Apex Legends will probably get right. to see Season 2 stuff. Yeah. Um, I mean, all three of those games are out. So Yeah, so like they, they usually, by they, I mean EA usually does a big thing at EA Play to update their current games and be like, hey, look at these things that we have coming out soon, sort of you know, for these games that we have that are ongoing. Uh, so I'm sure we will see plenty more. Um, yep. at, this is about the point when this list grows a lot. Mm-hmm. This is when we start getting a lot of, hey, yeah, by the way, my game will be confirmed. So, by the way, if you're a developer out there listening and you want your game on this list, which is public, by the way, um, just hit me up on Twitter or email, whatever's cool. Um, definitely excited to grow this list and see what comes on E3. And out of 17 so far, there's some heavy hitters on that list, yeah. too. I mean, yeah, I, I was going to say, can we just all three real quick choose the one we're most excited to see at E3? I know what you're going to say, Mark. Maybe. C- cyberpunk. It's cyberpunk. But, uh, <laughs> and that's not, but yeah, for me, um, I mean, it's Halo Infinite. I just, yeah. I, me too. I, I'm very excited. The curiosity factor is through the roof for me on Halo Infinite. There's there's so much riding on it. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's a um, what did they call it? What did Bonnie call it in, in our my interview with her? She called it like a, not a spiritual reboot, but like a, there was some phrasing she used that I can't quite remember now, but but kind of along those lines, right? Yeah, a little bit, like, like a not, soft, not a narrative like a soft, reboot. Right, it's following reboot. the story. It's continuing the story that's in, in place. But yeah, you know, new art style, new art direction, mm-hmm. new engine. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, potentially even a you know new kind of gameplay focus. If yeah, that tech trailer hinted at more of maybe like a potentially even an open world kind of right? Halo situation. Yeah, Halo is one of my bread and butter games. Like, it's so important to me. So I yes. just really want to see what they're going to do with this next one. Um, yeah, I just couldn't be more interested. To we'll see. see. We'll make, um, we'll talk more soon because people are already starting to ask me, Miranda, when are, when is the Unlock crew going to do their E3 predictions? Ooh. And sometimes, only got a few weeks. <laughs> I know, we've only got a few weeks. So I'm actually, you know what? We'll have to put it on the calendar because I'm out at E3 Judges Week next week, so I will not be on the podcast. And then I'm actually out the week after as well on a very interesting unfiltered assignment that I think everybody will like. Ooh. This one, this one's been in the works for a while. Uh, so you know what? Let's plan on it. Either maybe like the May 28th show. All right. So we'll, we'll we'll look for that, and we'll do our E3 predictions. So close to the show, but not like right before it. We'll get it going. It's a breathing room there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, loot box real quick. So we are starting to run out of time. This is a great question from Joshua, a.k.a. Chester Chivo. He's uh, a longtime fan of IGN and Unlocked. I know that. What new feature would you like to see the Scarlet have that no prior Xbox has had? Any thoughts on this? This is a very... This is a hard one. It could be software. It could be a hardware thing, and a, you know, a, a controller, peripheral thing. So mine was controller um, yeah. I'm a baby and so I, I went with the easy choice I think which is I want a rechargeable controller see I was I was mm. that was the first thing that came to my yeah. mind too like, give me that I don't yep. want to buy batteries like I hardly have to buy them anymore I yeah. buy them mostly for controllers me too very very few products in my home um, I don't like throwing them away they're not good for the environment just let me charge my just yeah. charge out of the box I know you can buy the things to make it a t- rechargeable controller but that's no just give me mm-hmm. straight up recharge yeah I, I I don't know. I think a lot of people would love to see VR on there. 
Like, you know, PlayStation's it's, got their VR, yeah. PC's got like 70 we've, of them We've now. got the new generation yeah. now coming out with the um, the Valve Index. And yeah, and the, VR uh, doesn't really seem to be going away. Yeah, like, the Rift it, was like, S. It, was, it was this thing where it was like, okay, it's coming, and then mm. it came, and people were like, oh, now it's dead. It's not dead, but it's, it's still pretty around. So yeah. I think it's time for them to figure out something. This is just like a, a super side note, but I really would like to, to keep voice commands like I, I don't think it could be attached to the controller well, because that I, falls I'm, asleep. You're, you're heading me off at the pass twice here, Miranda. Oh no, go ahead, <laughs> go ahead, the, please. The, for, I was the first thought that I had too when when I read this question and chose it for the show was rechargeable batteries in the controller. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I was gonna say so, uh, I'll go with a built-in, a mic built into the uh, console itself. Mm-hmm. Since you know, because the controller can be asleep, yeah. and thus yeah. and therefore a microphone wouldn't work. So. But yeah, put it on the console itself, and and a you know a voice assistant, you know, like a Google Home or a or a uh, you know a Siri mm-hmm. or a, a, an Alexa, so that we can do the 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 cool voice commands that Connect had uh, and and more now, but without having a hundred dollar peripheral that no one wants. Yeah. Well, they also need to figure out, and and this isn't completely new, but they need to figure out getting some sort of camera for the thing. Like I know we have Connect. But so, t- what do you do you want that for though? Streaming? Yeah, for streaming. Oh, like, that's fair. To, yeah, for people that's stream true. From a PS4, you that's just got to get the fifty dollars camera, put it on there. Yeah, and you can use any so headset. Need- Xbox, you still have to you have to get a connect, and so it's like, you know, better use the other equipment to stream. Re- or or unless you're using a PC, right? Yeah, yeah. So okay, I'm talking, yeah, like, that's a good point. Proprietary. Then. If you want to stream from your Xbox. They need to figure out that hardware since streaming yeah. is such a big on thing on the now. note of the Xbox having or Scarlet having voice recognition, I would like it to follow like the general hubs of all those voice recognition systems and assistants of having an option to like physically go turn off the voice recognition. Um, that way it can't always listen to you. Uh, my Google Home Hub is a really nice thing where a light is on, it shows that it's not listening because I have turned off right. its ability mm-hmm. to listen to me. So yeah, be, like, it's an easy privacy thing to, to have in there. Yeah. yeah, I agree. That'd be good. Those things are so weird. We were, I was, I was talking with, I don't remember who it was. Uh, oh, Brian Malkowicz. Mm-hmm. He's in our carpool. And uh, if you follow me on Twitter, you know I got a Tesla. <laughs> and we were talking about Tesla. Wow. And he says, I swear to God, I have not Googled Tesla. I have not nothing. He's like, I get Tesla ads on my phone all the time now. <laughs> He's like, and I have not looked into Tesla, nothing. So whenever people say these sorts of stories, I think of that. Like moment in SpongeBob where Sp- where Squidward gets sent to the future and he's on the floor like curling up and just saying future. And, <laughs> and SpongeBob kids will know. It's just <laughs> it's just very SpongeBob goofy. kids will know. I I don't know. I think it's likely that he typed something in and just forgot. But like I don't know. It's he it's a little something with Tesla. Or, that's what I'm saying. Knows? I'm like if with with as much as we've been talking about Teslas in the on the ride. <laughs> I think it's likely that he looked something up. But he's like, I'm telling you, man, I have not looked anything up. I mean, people and say now that. I'm getting Tesla. I'm telling you, man, a giant bat. I'm telling you, man, Elon Musk is in my Twitter feed. <laughs> you never know. It's been good fun. Yeah. Got to do it. Uh, thank you, Joshua. If you have a loot box question, email it in, unlocked at IGN.com. We'd love to hear from you. Quickly, Unlock Block Trivia is happening now. Uh, 
that's All a right. new one. I've, I've never heard that oh, before. It's, it's, uh, you're not a long-time listener of the show then, Mark. Oh, well, <laughs> what are you going to do? It's uh, Yeah, had dug that one up. That's uh, that's from the old days. Oh. Trevor Monk from Tucson, Arizona. His gamer tag is Sith, but S-Y-T-H as in Sith with a Y. <laughs> Sith Lord Kenobi, where the O is a zero. Trevor asks... You know about uh, Mortal Kombat's animalities? Were no. They... <laughs> I don't You know. really don't? We really? I never knew this was a thing until I was like, wait, yeah. what? Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> a combatant that Excuse can me, change friend. into an animal that's similar to them. For example, Sub-Zero turned into a polar bear. However, as Trevor notes, not all combatants' animalities were obvious. Here's the question. What animal did Scorpion change into for his animality? And a quick reminder... That we have Miranda at four points oh. for this year. Destin in the lead at five, so a chance to tie him up here. Uh, we've got Brandon at three. He ha- he is, by the way, he's not here because of E3 meetings. Brandon is heroically, and I do, <laughs> heroically handling all of the editorial team's scheduling. Yeah. Because it basically has to go through one person, otherwise it's a complete disorganized nightmare. But it it's it's a heck of a sword to fall on for that one person to, he comes to up schedule to me for the whole team. And he just like rests his hands on my shoulder and goes, <laughs> Hey buddy, can you uh can you do unlock for me tomorrow? <laughs> I can't. I'm booking E <laughs> three. Yeah. That's, that's a I good Brandon can't. impression too. <laughs> So uh, no, he got like real close. That's why I'm yeah. thinking real close. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and Mark, you are on the board with one point. Yeah, so you've got a chance. You got a chance. You know, just stay. It's in a good it thing here. Destin's not here because he probably knows this. He, yeah, Destin does play a lot of Mortal Kombat. He spent the last two months of his working life yeah. dealing with nothing but Mortal Kombat. Well, he just like. made an all fatalities video. That's like an mm-hmm. hour long. I don't know if that has animalities or friendships. But it was really fun seeing him record all those in the morning <laughs> meetings. It's just like, wow, that was. Goofy. Yeah, I like walk up to his desk and he's got like a PSP, a Dreamcast, and I'm like, what? What, what are so, you doing? I'm pretty new to the Mortal Kombat series. I started with 10. 10 was like my mm-hmm. first real Mortal Kombat, aside from mm-hmm. playing in arcades and stuff. So I'm, I'm just amazed that this was a thing. And oh, I yeah. love it. I love it so, so much. So now you're going to go back to your desk and watch them. I know. All. Yeah, we, so, so we get back to Trevor's question here Scorpion's animality was did he turn into a lion, a monkey? A penguin or a tarantula? Uh, Dude, I, so I don't know this don't because, know. again, I've said this before. My Mortal Kombat knowledge basically ended after Mortal Kombat Two in the arcades. Um, I was I was all in it back then, but not in the modern era. So I don't know this one. This is really I, hard. I, I literally have zero. T- idea. Take a guess. We got to get out of here so okay. beyond yeah, um, in soon. We got stuff to do. Um, I'm I got, gonna. I got one. You to go, ahead. go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, shoot. I don't know. Let's say tarantula. Why not? Gross. I feel like tarantula <laughs> makes too much. sense. That's what. I, that was my problem. I was like, that one makes sense, and I was like, oh, like a fellow arachnid. I'm gonna yeah. go on the other yeah. side of the choice table and go okay. for a lion. Lion. Okay. Well, sadly, no points added Thank to the board this is week. It monkey. It's penguin. Penguin. Oh, it's penguin. That was the one I was. Least... Excuse yeah. me. <laughs> What? Good job, Trevor, stumping everybody. Uh, if you would like to try and stump the panel, send in your Xbox trivia question. <clears throat> Pardon me. Please note the correct answer, but include four multiple choice answers, and you can send it in to unlocked at IGN.com. Miranda, do you know that there are babalities where they I've turn heard, into a baby? I've heard. Babies, not 
women, not, <laughs> not like, not, not not like scantily clad women. I have heard women. of that one. Yeah, that, so one's, I know about that, that one's real cute, too. Yeah. Oh, man, Penguin, really? <laughs> I, I want to go back and watch that one good. specifically right now. Yeah. You're going to do it after the show's over, really which is cute. now. Show's Good. over. We did it. Uh, Thanks for listening, y'all. Miranda, give us a plug. Anything you want to promote? Yeah, absolutely. So um, please check out the E3 Wiki. Keep it bookmarked. Keep refreshing it. I will be updating it as much as I possibly can. Um, also, in regards to my trip to Japan, I went to Studio Trigger, A+, and Arc System Works to go check out the Kill a Kill game, which is unfortunately not going to be on Xbox, but it's on everything else. It's like, what? Why? <laughs> anyway, if you have any curiosity about that, we have the first story mission up on IGN and nice. our YouTube, and that is an exclusive. No one else has that. We haven't seen anything from the story. Um, if you don't know much about it, it's kind of like an alternate version of Kill a Kill's main story, but featuring Satsuki, who was kind of the antagonist in the show. So if you haven't watched the show, you kind of need to watch in order to understand anything that's going on. <laughs> uh, so just a heads up on that. And I think that's all for right now. Good. Fantastic. Mark? Yeah. Uh, Twitter at Mark underscore Medina. Working on a Sea of Thieves piece where it's just more or less like a, an opinion refresh of like, hey, I haven't played the game in a year and trying it out again so like it's one of those things where it's like if you read the piece understand that any everything is new to me (laughs) the megalodon's new brigantine's new all that stuff or brigante i don't know what it's called all that stuff's new because i've not played um so that is going to be hitting thursday or friday nice then working on eu3 prep yeah stuff that is boring and I, nobody wants to. I that. think the last time I played Sea of Thieves was when you and I played Miranda. I think mm-hmm. that might have been the last, my last go. So that's been a, almost a year for Thanks. me too. I'm, I'm playing all the old. Like I haven't, I hadn't played Blackout in a while. And I'm super hardcore back into Blackout too. Ooh, right now. I kind of want to check that out since they had the big update. Yes. I mean, they've had a lot of stuff. Super fun. I've been playing Apex so and Dota. Yeah, got a grind for that MMR. Anyway, <laughs> I played like 50 hours of Days Gone. And I was like, Sorry. I'm going to play this when I get back from vacation. <laughs> and I went to vacation and I came back and I never touched it except for yesterday. And I played it for five minutes and I was like, nope. <laughs> Done. <No. laughs> uh, you can find me on Twitter at DMC underscore Ryan. Again, IGN Unfiltered, out now with Dennis Dyack, last month Eve Guillermo. There are 40-something episodes now. Go check them out if you want to hear cool stories from interesting game developers. Um, yeah, I think that'll wrap it up for me. And for us, this was Unlocked 392. Thanks, everybody, and we will see you. Well, I'll be gone, but I, I leave it in the good hands of Miranda, Brandon, uh, maybe, Mark, they'll have you back next week maybe. if you're available. We'll see. And uh, the rest of the maybe. crew will be back next week.
Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.